but I definitely think that um, you know a lot of people just think that we're we're nasty and just want to have sex and you know and, and all that good stuff and you can't be nasty with your partners but it doesn't mean that you know you're out just sleeping around with everybody just because you're poly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people also say that it's just an excuse to cheat um, and I, I think that's a huge misconception too because like I said I mean people are so stuck in their monogamous ways that they don't believe that you can love more than one person. What's up everybody and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by three special guests. Three. Y'all got three guests today, man. We got the lesbian thruple. I'm going to throw it to y'all. I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves. Tell them your names. You know, if you got pronouns, all those things, just tell them who, tell them about yourselves. Yeah, my name is Dez. I'm 30 years old, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Reese. I'm 33 years old, and my pronouns are she, her. I am Kels, 27 years old, so baby out of everyone. I'm also she, her pronouns. Awesome, awesome. And together you are? There we go. Um, So first of all, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, Definitely interested to dive into your story. I've, you know, researched you. I've looked, you know, I've Instagram stalked you. I've watched the um, the uh, short documentary that you did on YouTube and everything. But we're going to, you know, share for the people, uh, help people get some understanding. So um, how long have you been a couple? Uh, So we're going to be two years in July. Two years as a thruple. <laughs> and prior to the thruple, how did the relate how was the relationship set up to before this um relationship? So initially Kells and I met um on a dating app back in 2015. We've been together ever since then. Um and we got married in 2018. Yep. Okay. So it started with us, and then we met the lovely Reese, and we've just been blossoming ever <laughs> since. <laughs> Dope. So before we get into the relationship today, we'll go all the way back and I'll ask you how as all the guests, what was your first encounter with your sexuality? Each of you. So not when you came out or when you let people in, but like, when did you know, like, hmm, <laughs> there's something here. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew like that I was, that I like girls at a really young age. Um, but I never, I didn't start like exploring it, obviously to like middle school. Um, but I knew because I was already like eyeing girls like when I was real young in school. So, but Same. I was like, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, whatever. And then when I was in middle school, I was like, you know what? I might like women. You know what I mean? So that's how I was. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I don't know. I remember when I was younger, I used to booty watch with my older male cousin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I should have known then, but I did not really explore um, anything serious with the woman until I was about 18. 
Okay, my turn. So I also knew from a very young age. So I was seven when I told my first family member that I like girls uh, who was also a queer family member. Uh, but of course, didn't act on it until I was 14. Just been super, super gay ever since. <laughs> super gay. <laughs> super gay. <laughs> That's that's wild. But at seven, that's it's it, it's amazing that you were able to verb like you were able to put language to it. Cause a lot of times, like, you know, we all for the most part, we're like, yeah, I like girls since I was, you know, since I could like people. But to be able to put words to it is pretty, pretty amazing mm-hmm. at, at such a young age. Um, so then you you when so you like girls, when did the conversation about um like open concept relationship come into play and I say it that way because I'm sure when we talk about polyamory we'll learn that there's a lot of different things to be explored there so when did that become um, of interest to all of you guys right um and so I'll say a lot of people would refer to it as an E&M relationship just an ethically ethically non-monogamous relationship so a lot of people do this big umbrella term and then you get down to the specifics in between so Uh, uh E&M ethnic Mm non-monogamous relationship okay I'm gonna write that down (laughs) (laughs) so um initially so you, you'd like to know when we came as a unit and decided that polyamory was something. Or just if, as like the mindset of, of each individual, right? Because before you come together as um, a couple or before you even have a conversation with your wife, that's something that starts happening in your mind. Like, hmm, mm-hmm. is, or does, or is it something that's brought to you? And you're like, well, I had never thought about that, but I'm also not opposed to it. So what was the arrival to the thought that that was something that you wanted to explore? Um, I mean, it, so it happened um, a little bit after we had gotten, me and Kels had gotten married um, and it was kind of just, I brought it up, uh, but it was just something I had just been thinking about. Like, you know, yo, like I really think that we're in a good place in our relationship and we have, you know, we both have so much love to give. So why not open up the relationship a little bit? Um, and so I brought it to her attention and we discussed it a little bit and then we decided that we were both mutually interested in it. And then we both started doing some research and from then on, it was just kind of downhill from there. And then we dated a little bit, um, but none of them obviously stuck. And then we met the beautiful Reese. So. <laughs> her, she's like, right. Cause <laughs> <laughs> of course they didn't. Cause I mean, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Um, so then for you, Des, what was that, um, I mean, Kales, I'm sorry. Kales on the, the uh, yes, 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 Kales. Um, sorry if I messed those. I'm terrible with names. So this, yeah, uh, uh, roll, roll, I'm gonna get them right though. Um, when she brought it to you, what was the, what was your, what was the thoughts going through your mind? Honestly, it, I wasn't shocked or surprised. It's really hard to catch me off guard. Um, I like to consider myself as open-minded uh, so, you know, before I shoot anything down, just let me learn about it first. Let me do my research. Let me cross my T's and dot my I's. Like, let me speak to some people in that community, see their experiences. So for me, because I am that person that's just open-minded when it comes to a lot of things, it just, it, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. And, and even the research that we did after she brought it up, it allowed me to kind of trace back in my previous relationships and realize why maybe certain things didn't bother me, right? Like certain things just I wasn't too upset about, you know, just 
do what you want to do. Speak to who you want to speak mm-hmm. to. But a lot of people always thought, that's crazy, girl. You're you going to let your girl do da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But I never felt crazy about it to me. It was just something like, okay, you know, just tell me about it. Let me know if it makes you happy. I'll do what I do. You do what you do. But that was the first time that I learned it had a, it had a name to it. Yeah. And then Reese? Uh, so I'm, I was a bit different. Um, like I've always known I wanted a poly relationship. Um, like I used to always say, you know, three people raising a kid is better than two. Three people paying bills in the household is better than two. Like I've always had that mindset. So, but I, I didn't have the mindset of, you know, dating someone that already had an established relationship. So that was different for me. I wanted to, you know, kind of have my relationship and someone come into my relationship versus me going into someone else's. But nice. overall, I always had the poly idea in my head. Mm. Nice. It's the first time that I'm actually in a relationship. Nice. So um, how does dating work? Like, so how did, how does Reese get introduced into the marriage? Do you both date her? How does it, how does it, how does it work? Yes. Or No, no, no. And I, when I say that, I mean, how does, how do you, how do you date for a poly relationship? So does one person court the person or like how does how does the third person get introduced gotcha uh so what i will say is it varies based on individual you know dynamics for other people but I, i'll tell you a little bit about how it happened for us um so starting off des and i all always just kind of dated right we had different types so she date who she was interested in and i would date who i was interested in and if those people happen to like one of us too, then it was all good. Um, so Reese and I initially met and we began to date first. We this was my boo, my my baby, right? <laughs> so we began you you brought home the prize. <laughs> right. So it was initially just the two of us because we always dated separately. Um, and then they happened to meet each other after we had our date. Um, and they just clicked as well. And so it kind of just made sense to all date each other um but it wasn't the plan it wasn't the intention (laughs) got you so (laughs) so kills uh in dating right because you guys have different types right obviously right um were you dating studs or were you not dating studs because I mean I don't know you know uh Des if that's if if you know (laughs) if that's your type or not but you know how does that work like trying to reconcile like your interests in even in when, when you're in that process? So I dated a woman of any label. So masculine women, feminine women, it, it really didn't matter to me. But what I will say is there was a big gap when it came to the comfort of me dating someone masculine versus me dating someone feminine. <laughs> I mean, I'm me myself, I'm going to date yeah. So I'm interested in it and it just so happens that I- This is like you're women. tripping. <laughs> But I'm getting better, you know. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better, you know. Like yeah. I'm learning process every day. <laughs> of course, we're gonna battle jealousy because you know yeah. it's no different than being in a in a monogamous relationship. There's yeah. always gonna be jealousy, and you're always gonna feel some type of way. Um, for me specifically, it was one that was another masculine energy around that I felt some type of way. So. Yeah, like another like the dominance of like another. Yeah. Uh, person yeah so then once you find someone that you mutually like you have Reese here is it um because I know there's like open and closed like once you have the person it's like now it's closed like we're not 
yeah, adding so, uh, and like what describe that like open versus closed um concept yeah so they definitely there's definitely open and closed um we have decided to be a closed triad um so as of now we're not dating other people but who knows what's in the future um but that's what we decided on it's just to kind of keep it between the three of us yeah. yeah and then a lot of people do have open dynamics where you know you're all together in your relationship with your labels or your titles but you're also allowed to date people outside of that dynamic right mm -hmm. so a lot of people choose to have open um dynamics and polyamory we just so chose to currently close ours right. yeah and in in an open concept so if reese wanted to go date someone is that person dating the try the tr the thruple or just her um it, it depends if it was someone that i thought might would get along with both of them then i guess then i would you know bring them into meet you know meet most of my babies and if they <laughs> if they all click then we all click cool that that makes sense so you refer to yourself as a as a triad right mm -hmm. so what is what does that mean and what other types or words i've heard um a tripod before um and that might have been something they made up themselves it was kind of like it was a couple on youtube a thruple on youtube and then i think they kind of described it as we they called themselves a, a tripod because they need they all needed each other to stand kind of thing so i don't know if that's one that they created or if that's something you ladies have heard too but I think it's something they created, but I love it. I, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's cool. You know, everybody has value. I, I can rock with it. Yeah. So a triad, what is a triad? So a triad is when there's three partners who are all rom romantically and sexually, you know, involved together. Um, but there's so many other different types of polyamory. There's solo poly, and please help me out, y'all. I think the most common is a V. Yeah, V. Um, a V is where if it was um, me and I'm dating Dez and I'm also dating Kels, but they aren't dating each other. Mm -hmm. they date each other. So that would make it like a V. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, you're the, like, you're the, you'd be the link between the two yeah. people <laughs> romantically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they call that a hinge partner, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the person that the relationship hinges upon. Um, but they, what they also have quads. So a quad is a, polyamorous relationship with four people um and they're all romantically involved with each other and you have kitchen table poly where maybe everyone's not dating each other but you're all cool enough to come to the kitchen table and you know sit down and chit chat and get along and stuff like that um like an extended family so those are probably the most popular and then you have solo poly um those who i mean they they might have they have their serious relationships as well, but none of those people may be involved with each other, right? And as a solo poly person, you're your own primary partner, mm. uh, but you also have certain links with people. You may be romantically involved, but you don't want to merge finances. You're romantically involved, but you don't want to get married. You don't want to have kids. You're okay if they do that with other people. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So like fulfilling major areas of your life, but not with the same person. Right. yeah exactly got it what are some of the challenges that you face in a uh, relationship that has more than two people right so 
there's, you know, obviously the, the common things that you deal with, and I'm sure that you deal with the same things when there's three, but how do you, what are some of the things that are unique to your relationship and how do you navigate those things when there's equity? Cause I think, you know, it seems like you guys have a pretty equitable relationship. And so how do you make sure, you know, everyone's heard, everyone's balanced and, and merging all the energy? Um, so I think I'll say one thing. I, one thing that we do is we unmerge, right, all the energy. So one thing that we try to do is keep things separate, right? We have our separate relationship. Des and I have our separate relationship. They have their own thing going on. And then sometimes we come together as three. Um, so a lot of times people mistake a throuple or a triad as something where we all have to be in each other's business at every single second like we can't even have sex without each other it's it's not like that right for us we also try to pay attention to the separate connections that we have because you know when we're good individually we're better together yeah yeah that makes sense um I, I know in the documentary that you did you referred to jealousy as something that you know obviously uh comes into play um what are some of the areas that that is, does that show up? I imagine like time management, but like time being one of them, like where you're, you're kind of, you know, balancing time and things like that. But what are some of the area, other areas where that shows up? I think time. Uh oh, Reese. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably just time, really. Um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we all don't live together. So, you know, they live together and they'll see each other more than I would get to see either one of them. So if I just feel like I haven't seen someone or either of them enough during the week, you know, I throw a little hissy fit and it gets solved. You know, that, that's typically how it goes. Um, you know, my jealousy is, is not more with them, you know, spending time together. It's, it's other people. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. What are some of the biggest misconceptions of the, the, um, of a polyamorous lifestyle? Like, obviously I think probably uh, let's just kill the elephant in the room. Obviously people, it's all about sex, right? Like that's probably the biggest one. What are, what, what is it truly? Right. Because if that, why, why is it that people think that that's the, like the reason that people, subscribe to, to a polyamorous lifestyle and what is the truth about it? I think a lot of people that are, um, you know, more concerned with the sex aspect of it is probably more swingers than poly. Um, you know, they are basing everything off of sex. And that's why they're like, oh, well, you know, my girlfriends can't have sex while I'm at work. Like y'all have to all three have sex together all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably not exactly, you know, what you're looking for. Um, but I definitely think that, um, you know, a lot of people just think that we're, we're nasty and just want to have sex and, you know, and, and all that good stuff. And you can't be nasty with your partners, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you're out just sleeping around with everybody just because you're poly. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think a lot of people also say that it's just an excuse to cheat. Um, and I, I think that's a huge misconception, too, because like I said, I mean, people are so stuck in their monogamous ways that they don't believe that you can love more than one person. So of course they're gonna say that, but it's definitely possible just cause it's non-traditional. It, it's not, that it's not possible. You know, we have so much love to give. Why do we have to just focus on one person? You know, why, why can't we spread our love? Why, mm -hmm. why can't we do that? That's definitely a huge misconception. And, that. and I'll add to it. Um, 
kind of outside of misconceptions, but what I think it really is polyamory, I think it just depends on the person that you ask, right? So a lot of people base, you know, their successful polyamorous journey on uh, this merging of finances in a household. Uh, some people base it on childcare, right? It takes a village. Polyamory for some people, you know, it allows them to create that village. Um, for some people, it's love. They feel that they can love more than one person, right? So the individual reasons, I mean, so for some people, it's religious. Um, so the, the reasoning behind and the definition of what someone's poly is, it, it kind of depends. It depends. Yeah. So it's individual to, to, for everyone. Um, what are some of those things for you guys in terms of uh, the, the value in um, a polyamorous relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I like to talk (laughs) Um, so for me individually it's really just it's about emotion and feeling for me Um, I feel like I just have this capacity to really care for bond with love just multiple people and multiple energies um, and get to know them individually as myself so I just have this I feel free capacity to do things like that and that's why I am a polyamorous person because um, I don't have limits on, on my love. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also um, think that, I think one of y'all mentioned it too, but it takes a village to raise the kids. And I think raising children in a three-parent household is way better than, raise, better than raising them in a two-parent household. I mean, the kids get so much love. They got three parents. They can ask for whatever mm-hmm. they need. You know what I'm saying? Like three parents yeah. do whatever, you know? She say no, ask the other one. She say no, ask the other I think it's just, I, mean, I think that's a beautiful thing, really. I yeah, for sure. Thing for me is definitely building that village. Um, I think for me, like when it first kind of hit me was when um I was you know 17, 18 years old when I had my daughter and I was a single parent and um you know I just was like I wish I had more people here to help me. So you know when when I met these beauties and you know their son was already four months. And I just came kind of jump right in because I'm like, you know, you know, even though they didn't need my help, what do you need me to you know, like? What do you need me to do? <laughs> like, you know, I'm giving parenting advice. Yeah. I had a baby kids, I only had one. You know, it was just it was just kind of easy, you know, to jump right in and help with that. So that's how it is for me. Yeah, I just, you know, I think it's building that village, having, you know, if oh, if I fall down, like, oh, if I fall down, like my all my the stress wouldn't fall on this partner. I have two partners that can kind of help balance it out mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah. That, that was beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I think the villages is good. How is it different than um, or similar to like Sister Wives, for example? Um, like I love Seeking Sister Wives. That's one of my favorite shows. How is it different? Um, what are like to the similarities and differences between that type of lifestyle? That's definitely one of my shows too, my favorite shows. Um, but I think the difference is they are um, typically all dating a hinge. That, that's what it's called, right? That's mm-hmm. that kind of links a husband. together, but they aren't romantically involved. So I don't think that you can actually compare the two, um, except when it comes to maybe how the sisters have to kind of learn how to get along because they're, they're, you know, even though they might not have sex, they are having some type of intimacy, you know, being that they are all dating the same person. So with that, you know, we have that sex, that intimacy, that, you know, that communication, kind of everything else, but yeah, foundationally it's different because it's based on, it's not, 
it's not rooted in like the that one person yeah. kind of and you can have many many sister wives yeah <laughs> yeah many, right so I, for I sure also and, and yeah i'm not sure if the sisters actually have a choice or you know or say in how many sisters get involved only yeah. that hinge has that you know they, they're the only one that has that, that that say when it comes to us as a throuple if we were to open up our dynamic i'm gonna you know go to kel's like hey you know how do you feel about opening babe how do you feel about opening and you know we go from there mm-hmm. the sister wife just gonna have to yeah <laughs> they just be the, the, they just be showing up <laughs> yeah. they just be popping up like she gonna be in the she gonna be in the room down the hall Y'all get to know her. She got dishes on Wednesdays. Like, it's like a whole, it's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So you do have children. Uh, Reese, you have a kid from a previous relationship. And then um, Des and Kels, you have a kid as well. Mm-hmm. So how old is your, how old are the two kids? Uh, one is about to be 16 and the other one just turned two. Oh, awesome. Ooh, terrible too, sign coming up. And terrible, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is when having three parents is better than having two. <laughs> three people to run crazy versus versus two or one. <laughs> so how does um having a um polyamorous relationship work when you have uh when you have children? just in terms of just like regular things, right? Like going to parent-teacher conference and obviously one's two, so you haven't had to deal with that yet, but like, you know, um, school stuff, like, um, you know, all those kind of, all those kind of like um, social environments where like the kids involved, how do you, how do you manage those environments? Um, it, it really just depends on the situation and, it, and honestly, if all of us are available, um, because we are yeah, three different schools. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it might be two and two, it might be one, it may be all three. We really just won't know until the day of. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, we, we haven't had to do too much yet with the two-year-old, but I think that we still, in terms of social things, balance that as well. Because our son is about to start daycare, daycare right? Um, and so we're off going to the daycare tour mm-hmm. so right so things like yeah. that we're gonna show up as you know a team as three moms you know so that people who are gonna be in his life are familiar with what his life looks like outside of that um and to know that we are all equal and valid when it comes to parenting him we can all pick him up <laughs> right. yeah yeah you know, but that's that's important they're like no that's you're not the mom that came the other day <laughs> so. yeah but that's important too just from even the equity standpoint right of like that like whoever's managing their care not feeling like oh no well I'll wait for the other like I'll oh yeah well when uh when the other one comes I'll I'll talk to him it's like no you can like all three of us are Mm -hmm. you know his parents you can tell any one of us anything it doesn't matter who's here so I think that's important like that equity of like all of us are (laughs) the parents all of us you know Mm so yeah no I think that's good um when 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 opening uh you know your relationship and you when going back to um Dez and Kills when you started your relationship with Reese um and introducing a third person 
what were some of the things that like how did your dynamic shift you two because you had a relationship before how did this shift your dynamic and really just from a perspective of like people who might be interested in this right what are some of those things that they should understand or be aware of when introducing the third person yeah so I think that right when you're in a two-person relationship or a monogamous relationship there are a lot of things that people feel are feel they're entitled to uh like your partner's time uh information from your partners details about who they're talking to just things like that right and so when shifting a dynamic you have to learn to open yourself to maybe you know not as much as you were getting before right like sharing that time like I, I don't only have one partner to split time between I need to see my other partner as well she deserves that same solo time that you get right so learning that some things I'm not always able to tell you there may be something that a partner tells me and they're not going to mention it to you right but that's not my place to share that with you we have to have boundaries um so one thing is establishing new boundaries and uh, it goes the same with things that she may know that I don't know. Like, I don't want to know what y'all have going on. Like, that's that's between y'all. Y'all mm -hmm. fighting? Don't call me. I was, I was about to say that. I was going to say, if, if, me, if me and babe get into it, she's like, I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't, don't, don't want to know anything because, you know, that's it's, it's, it's hard to deal with because we're all three involved, right? And I want to remain unbiased. So things like that, we had to learn how to shift. Um, in our relationship and just opening up like our responsibilities like okay we can share a responsibility with our partner as well wash them dishes girl <laughs> right <laughs> I also think too that um you know obviously when you bring a new partner in you you're gonna have to you're gonna I don't know how to word it but basically like we were first-time moms right when she came around so we were still learning everything but you know she came with a 15 year old so it was like we had to adjust to also parenting her as well you know and even though it was like we're still in the beginning stages we're still learning and and getting used to the fact that hey it's two kids now you know what i'm saying we're all we're all together we have to learn how to parent all together so it's not just that what Kel said, but it's also learning how to adjust to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and learning, you know, what boundaries and what steps and where we can not not so much fit in, but like, you know, hey, like, should I take a step back and just kind of let her handle this? Or like, you know, what do I do? Cause like I said, me and Kel's a new parents, so it's kind of we hadn't gotten to that point mm -hmm. of some of the things that Naya's already doing and been yeah. through and stuff like that. So we're taking it day by day and it's just as it comes, you know. So go off of that, I think essentially what it is is maybe not how did our dynamic change uh but i think more so what happened is a new dynamic was created, created right so some of the things in between the two of us remain the same but when you know this new person comes into our lives we have to start something brand new it's not going to look the same you know it has to be inclusive of all of us so i think that that's how we like to explain the difference it's not really changing us but a new thing in itself yeah that makes sense and then reese for you because they um, were a couple before you, um, was there any challenge in seeing them? I know you dated uh, Kels first, um, but was there any trouble in seeing them as individual relationships? And have you ever like experienced <clears throat> those moments of like seeing them as a couple and not as individual people? And I ask that because if, you have a bad dynamic with one, right? 
then it ultimately it ends it ends up affecting the whole thing for the third person right so how do you balance like seeing them as individual people even though they had this like pre-existing relationship before you um you know I, I think it was something I had to get used to because even though like I said I knew I wanted a party relationship I didn't I didn't I wasn't educated Mm-hmm. And you didn't, you didn't know it'd be a couple. They already had been a couple. You would have, you had a different yeah, so, view in your mind of like what that would look like. So, yeah. Right. So it was just a lot of, um, you know, kind of separating them. Like, I remember at first, like sometimes if we were getting to it, I would be like, y'all, blah, blah, blah. And I would only be talking to one of them, but I'm like, y'all. And mm-hmm. I'm okay, okay to tell me a lot, like, but you're talking to me. She's like, she's like, no, you're talking to me. You're not talking to y'all, you know? So, right. And then even when I first met them, you know, and I think, um, I I don't know if I asked you or might even mentioned something to you, like when we were talking at first and then when I switched numbers with Dez and I was like, well, how would it work if I stopped talking to to Dez and I just still want to talk to you, you know, like, how is that going to work? She's like, we're still going to date. And I'm like, you know, okay, so, you know, we kind of have that that thing going on. That's why we date separately as well. So that if, you know, me and Dez break up, me and Kels will still date. If me and Kels break up and Dez will still, uh, you know, we'll still date. Like, we'll just be yeah. kind of in a different type of dynamic. But yeah. we'd, we'd all still, you know, kind of be around each other since just not dating. Yeah. We're together now. And so we're happy about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got two more questions uh that I like to ask for each of you uh if you had a theme song for your life what would it be Ooh, I'll go because I feel like I feel like we were recently asked this um and um, my answer was it would probably be like family matters and full house if they were black. Oh, theme song. Yeah. But it's still, it's still a, it's still a, the, 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 the intro, the intro, yeah. Coming in. The intro, yeah. <laughs> we can't use we can't use that as a song. no you can somebody else said um it actually uh another guy he yeah, said uh no. that's so raven he said his would be oh, that's so man. raven and then this other dude was like mine would be um kiki palmer uh the true jackson the true jackson intro but he swapped true jackson when she spells it out for his name <laughs> so hey you want the intro to a to a show <laughs> That's okay. all good. Oh, oh no! Oh, from song, song. <laughs> I think I think my theme song would be the theme song from Rent, five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Okay, <laughs> there's a lot of things to measure my life, a year of my life in, and I'm measuring it in half the things they listed in that song. So therefore, that would probably be my theme song for my life. You're gonna have to come back to me because I'm <laughs> the last one. Oh, oh, oh. I took away I my song. Love. Yours was the show. That's why. Mine was a movie, a <laughs> uh, play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you two. I ain't even seen. Come on now. Well, mine's is 50 Cent Hustlers Ambition. Bootylicious. Hey, that works too. Uh, while she finds her song, what um what what what's one piece of advice that you have for someone who might be on their own queer journey, whether it's poly journey, you know, queer journey coming out, you know, um, whatever it is. What, what what's one piece of advice you have? Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
But I'm going to say, um, personally, because I struggled a lot with the jealousy portion of it um, when we had first started out, and sometimes I still do. Um, but definitely try to do some deep searching and figure out where your jealousy is coming from and why you're feeling um, that type of way so that you're able to express it and communicate so that you can avoid problems in the future. Um, yeah. I think for me, it will probably, the advice, the advice I would give is probably um, get to know yourself, learn yourself. And I really feel like, did I steal your so, yeah. so yeah. words? <laughs> um, yeah, get to know yourself because, you know, I feel like I, I, did, I had to go through stages of getting to know myself. Um, you know, like I said, I came out kind of um, at 18. So that was kind of like me getting to know that part of myself. Now that I'm 33, I'm going to stop saying my age. And, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of getting to know myself when I turned 26. I, it was like this whole turnaround journey that I did. And um, so, you know, it's get to know yourself at every stage and don't don't be ashamed that, you know, you're, you're, you're taking different journeys at different times. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. That that's the big. I mean, that self discovery is like key. It's like the most important thing. Yeah. What you got, Kels? Um, I would say. I mean, and it's semi related, but I would say my advice to anyone on their own individual journeys will be to develop a self care routine. Um, I think that's important at any stage of life. Things don't always happen very easily. Um, and a self-care routine is something for you to fall back on, even if times aren't rough, right? That mental health, your physical health, something that relaxes you, something that makes you happy, something that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, so developing a self-care routine while you're on your queer journey, while you're on your polyamorous journey, that's what's going to hold you tight at night because you have something for yourself. Yeah, that's, that's major. What well, we got? No song. I ain't got, you ain't got no song. I ain't got no song. I ain't got no song. <laughs> I got no song. <laughs> <laughs> who, your, who your favorite artist? I don't know. Who's my favorite artist right now? Kaylani. That's my baby. Oh, yeah. Kaylani's dope. She's dope. Yeah. So she got a lot of songs that you can pick from, honestly. Yeah. Kaylani's dope. Well, good. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Um, I hope that people walk away with a, a better understanding, um, you know, of, of um, you know, what it means to be in a polyamorous relationship. Um, you know, thank you for being transparent. Keep sharing. Um, keep keep enlightening us um, on, on uh, polyamory. And I'm very, very grateful for you, ladies. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, yeah, y'all can find us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Lesbian Thruple. And of course, y'all can always shoot us an email, any questions or bookings at the Lesbian Thruple at gmail.com. And if you guys want to know more information on uh, polyamory, check out our, our retreat coming up. Yes. When was the date? What's the date? <laughs> the dates are August 14th through 21st. Uh, so if you're interested in polyamory, just learning more about it. Uh, head to our uh, Instagram and TikTok page. You'll see a link in the bio. It's going to take you to all the information you need. Dope. Well, thank you, ladies. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one.